I think I used to think that my job wasn't my identity or my entire life. I was like, oh no, I'm different, but it totally was. Like, it's all I thought about. (laughs) It's, It's all my life was for. Alrighty guys, welcome back to another episode of the Road to Thriving Podcast. My name is Claire and I'm your host. Guys, internalized capitalism is a real thing and learning or rather unlearning those beliefs that unless we are productive, we aren't worthy is a huge part of why many people pursue a more nomadic global lifestyle. I know that it was a big driver for myself. And so today I am sitting down to discuss all things internalized capitalism with Carolyn Martin from Galaxy Tripping. We chat all about her experience with taking the leap into full-time travel in her Toyota Galaxy. We talk about redefining this age-old question of what do you do to be more than just what you do for work and the identity crisis that can sometimes come along with questioning who you are without your job if you have been the kind of person that identifies with the job for a really long time to say you know your entire working life <laughs> so whether you're traveling full time and trying to like unlearn these systems for yourself or you're traveling and working and just trying to cultivate a more healthy relationship with yourself and your work life balance and traveling this episode is for you Just for a bit of context, um, Carolyn had released a TikTok video a while ago talking about her experience working for a Greek company. Um, We're going to share a bit about it in the episode, but basically the premise was the Greek company she worked for, they didn't value work as much as they did a holistic lifestyle. And when I saw that video, I was like, I absolutely have to have her on to talk about this. And so she's going to share about that as well. And I think it's really interesting. It's not everyone that feels this way. It's it's very westernized areas of the world. Um, and yeah, so I love this episode. Hope you guys enjoy. Let's get into the episode. Well, I always kick off with a bit of a quick fire. Um, Whereabouts are you from? So I am from the south coast of Massachusetts. So that is like southern New England area. And I really didn't leave home until I was like 18. And it's a beautiful, beautiful part of the country. I feel so lucky to have grown up there. But Mm. it's definitely one of the more crowded areas um in america so it's been really cool kind of branching out i was about to say you totally live a very different experience now very different yeah it's america (laughs) it's diverse (laughs) yeah cool and where are you now so i am now in idaho we actually we did the whole um like grand teton national park yellowstone national Mm. park so that's um wyoming so we can kind of came up through Wyoming from Colorado, kind of went up into Montana. So hit up Bozeman. There's still so much more of Montana that I wanted to see, but the cheapest rental car that we could get for my upcoming trip home is in Boise, Idaho. So we kind of came down and now we're just kind of going through Idaho. And I'm actually at a motel because it is 100 degrees out every single day this week. It's quite a heat wave, which is, it's one of those fun van life things. You just kind of got to do what you gotta do sometimes <laughs> there's been so many people i've been obviously like i follow a lot of people on um in america and i'm just like yeah wow it must be hot because everyone yes. is in motels or hotels or whatever yes especially with animals oh absolutely i've seen the same thing too which is kind of what like put the put it in my brain like i i should just go get to the motel because we were going crazy like trying to find a high elevation or a shady spot or a spot on a lake it's like just go find air conditioning at this point come on <laughs> There comes a time. There comes a time. Your first ever travel memory. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My first ever. I'm like trying to think like back to when I was a kid. If I were to, if I were to think to when I was a child, it would be Disney World. And I Mm. went to Disney World, I think when I was seven years old, my grandparents flew all of the grandchildren out to go to Disney World with them. And I just remember it being a magical experience and I actually brought up that experience recently um, because I just I randomly remember either my mom or my grandmother or somebody saying to me when I said 
I love it here. I want to live here. This is amazing. And they were like, Carolyn, if you lived here, like it wouldn't be as special, which that lesson Mm. is kind of coming up now that I am traveling full-time. Like this is still a super special experience. And I find a lot of joy and life in every day with this lifestyle, but it's also like, it's my life and life isn't always exciting or happy. There's a lot of anxiety and down days and stuff like that. No, totally. I actually want to circle back to that because I I think you've created a TikTok video on that and I've watched that. Yes. Course, yeah. This is so good. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> we'll circle back. Um, top bucket list destination right now. Oh, my top bucket list kind of like goes hand in hand. But if I could just like drop everything right now and go overseas and like find a rig overseas, it would be Australia, New Zealand. I would love Mm. to do that trip, especially like my rig is from Japan, but a lot of people in Australia are familiar with the, with this rig and the type of truck. So it's like a Toyota Mm. Hilux, I guess, because it's a bit easier to ship from Japan to Australia. So uh, a lot of like the people who I've met on TikTok are from Australia. And a lot of the videos I watch um, with rigs that are like overlanding rigs and similar to mine are in Australia. And it just, it looks Mm. pretty amazing. I could, I could spend a lot of time there. I was going to say, I can recommend, have done it for the last two years. Yes. Oh my <laughs> um, gosh. Would you bring the the Galaxy? I would love to, but I don't think I would ever make enough yeah. money <laughs> to ship that thing yeah, over. I would love to, <laughs> but probably, probably yeah. do, do like a van or something or like some sort of like four wheel drive truck. Make that work. I, yeah. Four wheel drive. It's a good idea. We didn't have it. And it's one thing I was like, oh, this is some sections, especially in the center of Australia, if you like remote, mm-hmm. which I feel like you guys do. Yeah. <laughs> is you definitely want a four wheel drive. Oh, yeah. I, I was just watching a video on this of like somebody going down roads in Australia. They were rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes Jake would take our like Mercedes, well, it's not Mercedes, but our crafter, um, yeah. feed up crafter down these roads. And I'm just like, Oh we're yeah, going to be stranded. We're never. Gonna oh leave. my god, we're gonna get bogged. Oh, he just such a scary like, feeling. The best thing <laughs> sounds just like Zach. He's yeah, like, we so... can do it. I'm like, please don't. Yeah, and you get out, and you're like, I'll just watch from over here, too far away. I do literally that. do that. I'm like, I'll take <laughs> videos. I'll take videos. Yeah. <laughs> Always on the video. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, cool. Do you have a book that you're reading or listening to at the moment that you're loving? Oh my goodness. I don't at the moment. Um, I did recently listen to an audiobook that I really liked, which is The Good Girl's Guide to Murder. And I would love to tell you some like self-help book or inspiring yeah. book or something, but the Whatever. like I am on murder mystery 24-7. Okay. That's like my like I like uh, the Agatha Christie books or something. When I first started mm. this lifestyle, I started going yes. through a lot of her like top books and I've just kind of like, that's the way I unwind. So good girl's guide to murder is really cute and relatable and a bit of a thriller. So it's fun. Love a good whodunit. Yes. Uh, genre. So good. Always. So good. All right. And then the last one, this one always um, tricks people up. So it's not like, um, I always say like top self-care practice. It doesn't have to be like face mask and whatever. <laughs> like oh, what do yeah, you do right. on the road that makes you feel good? Yeah, that's that's a really important question. And I can see why it tri- tricks people up because there's so mm. many things, but I also do feel like I'm not necessarily in a place where I have an amazing like self-care routine or like morning routine. Um, I think the thing that I do most consistently that really mm. helps me that I notice a huge difference when I don't do this is taking a morning walk. And it's like, Mm. I really love that about this lifestyle is back when I worked, um, even like worked from home or in an office job, Mm. like even when I wasn't commuting, I wasn't really going for a walk because I like lived in a suburb or even when I lived in the city of Boston, it's like walking is okay, but it's not like the priority. It's like, you're up, you're moving, you have meetings early Mm. and having like this huge shift in lifestyle has allowed me to like, oh, I'm up at 7am. I can have my morning coffee. And like, we make our coffee and we go for our walk with our dog. And a lot of the times it's like, I walk with my boyfriend, but for the most part, we're kind of just like silent. And this is where a lot of like, I think a lot of creativity happens for me too. Like I almost have to like 
sometimes set aside time where I'm like, Carolyn, just look at your surroundings for once because my mind is like going, going, going. It's like my time to like get these ideas randomly. Um, but I think that's a really, really huge part of my life that I'm really thankful for right now, at least. That is so true that you're saying that actually, because I've just come off of a six month contract and like we had organized a, I think a chat a while ago and it didn't line up and yeah, it's been so crazy. And, right. um, one thing that has just really dropped off for me is having those moments of quiet. Sometimes it's all whatever it ends up being, but yeah, so true. You just get like that stifled creativity when you don't have that like outlet. Do you think it's the walking? Exactly I don't know. I honestly wonder if it's like, I'm letting my brain not really do anything for once because it's like, I live mm. in this world where like I'm on my phone or I'm mm. watching TV or reading a book or like always kind of like looking to do whatever activity it is. So I think that's like, yeah. it's part of like why meditation is like so mm. good too, which is not something I'm doing like super consistently, yeah. but <laughs> it's like just like letting your brain yeah, yeah. stop. And like, to your point, it really is like, I remember I used, I worked at a startup when they were like very much in startup mode and overworking every freaking employee and people would wear it like a badge. Like I work so hard and I very much got sucked into that. I was the same way. But now I realize like, I was really like shooting myself in the foot because I was not the most productive person I could be at that time for the simple reason I was exhausted. I was making mistakes. It's like I wasn't being creative. I was struggling because I didn't have that rest time. Totally. Oh, 100%. That very much rings true for me. Like I, yeah, as a writing job, I was just doing a writing job. And it's so funny, like... I've always been a very creative writer, but when you, shockingly, sit down at a computer five days a week and, like, hum out words, like, I actually got into the rhythm of taking a few extra days off on the weekend. Um, without, I just kind of did it because <laughs> it's remote. Yeah. No one's checking in on me. Totally. And, like, by the end, I'm like, I'm still doing the work. I'm still providing the same output. Um, but I take a three day weekend sometimes because doing that rest means that I don't stare at my computer for eight and a half, nine hours and go, what am I going to write today? As opposed to like, oh wait, I had a really good restful weekend and now I can sit at my computer and pump out the same article in four hours. Like, it's so silly. Yes. And it, it makes so much sense. It's like everybody, all of us who work from home or an office job, there are so many hours that are just spent being like, what am I supposed to do next? Or like girl, you got to do something, answer your emails, like whatever. Like, and it's just really hard to, because we're burnt out. Like it makes so much sense to have at least that extra day. Mm, Well, I mean, that perfectly links us into the topic of today. I I think we're going to get into it a little bit further down, but you had shared a video and I reached out to you being like, I would love for you to come on and talk about this topic, this idea of like, you're not defined by your job. Um, before we dive into that, because I think it's so relevant to this lifestyle, like people, you know, they leave their jobs or they're trying to figure out a way to work on the road. And it's this weird, like mix that you find of like, where's the balance? Like, where's the balance of making money and making an income versus like having to show up for a job just for the sake of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, we're going to dive in. But before we do, I really want to hear like your backstory. What did you do for work pre- not van life, Twitter life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it, Twitter life. Uh, yeah, so uh, my background is kind of like like going as far back as like when I was a teenager. Like my dream job was to either go into, well, mostly just go into the film industry. Like I didn't know necessarily what I wanted to go into, but I loved being creative and I I loved making videos. Like even back when I was like 13, going on like me and my best friend would just make like music video spoofs and just like these skits and stuff and we even staged a video that one second place on America's Funniest Home Videos which is another video that I recently (laughs) made on TikTok so it's like we just had like they weren't they weren't masterpieces or like short films or anything we just had a lot of fun with it but when I went to high school I actually went to a high school that was like uh, it was a tech high school so I went through a program that was media technology and kind of like learned some of these like programs that you can edit videos and animation and Mm. I really enjoyed it but I started going to high school right when the recession (laughs) was happening over here and yeah exactly and it even if like 
you aren't being laid off like I was a kid at the time. You're watching everybody around you be very insecure about their jobs, about money, losing their houses, being in extreme debt. And that scared the crap out of me. So mm. I started making my new dream to make money and never be in that position of ever being insecure in that way because it was really scary. Oh so yeah. Um, as a senior in high school, I made the decision to go into business school instead of any sort of like creative industry, which it was like a really hard decision to make because it sucks. It's like you're 17 years old. You have to make a decision about the rest of your life and all this stuff. But um, I went into marketing, which I thought was a really good kind of like compromise between business and where the money is and also having a level of creativity that you can bring to the table. Um, yeah. So ended up getting my first job out of college at a lubricants manufacturing company, which was very scientific. It was all industrial lubes. So like for cars and medical stuff, and we even had like NASA was a customer. Um, but that was really fun because they brought me on as sort of like an intern turned like general marketing person and let me explore a lot of like different areas of marketing, like video production, social media, um, making like infographics. So still kind of like in that creative realm. Um, but I was not making much money at all. And I was also in a cubicle <laughs> without windows and was like, is this going to be my forever? <laughs> like, please, mm. no. Um, but I, I ended up starting to think about like, what do I really, like, what do I want out of life? Like I'm 21 years old or whatever. I live in a cubicle. Is my life going to be, I buy a house in the suburbs and have like this white picket fence. Like that's not what I wanted. So I had to kind of think about what was next. So I started applying for jobs that would allow me to travel or explore a new environment. So I was traveling, I was applying for like marketing jobs at like national parks and state parks and like just like these really remote places that I thought like, hey, they might be desperate for somebody who would go out there. Um, and then also jobs where I could travel. And the job I ended up landing was at this tech company. It's a hiring software called Workable. So they were really like up and coming when I started there. Um, but they were looking to kind of expand into different geographies and different markets. So they had hired a manager on to manage all of their events all across the world. And that manager was like, this is insane. I need somebody to help me, which is how I end mm -hmm. up coming in. So wasn't a lot of strategy, but they were like, we need somebody who is willing to travel all the time and is competent enough to run a team on site and make sure that nothing goes extremely wrong. And uh, that's kind of how I came in there. So uh, that's where the travel bug like really exploded for me. I the experience of like, I used to go to the UK all the time and end up like really kind of being able to embrace that culture and like create friendships over there and just seeing the like the world from a different perspective and also like seeing the way Americans live from a different perspective. I was like, I really, it's like, it really does open your eyes. And I was like, mm. I feel like I live in such a small little world and I kind of want to open that up. Um, so that's kind of how uh, I came to be at that company, which is a Greek company, which lucky for me, even though when I got there, we were very much in startup mode and uh, the main office at that point was in America and it was very much the America hustle culture kind of situation. Yeah. Um, we did we did have a lot of Greek coworkers who were very serious about their uh, August siesta and starting work at a good time and ending work at a good time. So that was also nice to have a little bit of that work-life balance perspective too, because again, it's like, I grew up in this, you got to work hard culture or you might end up in debt. You might end up broke. You could lose everything. You got to give your life up for that. Um, and then it got to the point that I realized uh, I'm so burnt out because after once the pandemic hit, the travel stopped. And luckily I had a really good boss at that time who recognized I could do more than travel and run events. There was a lot of opportunity for online events and social media and building a community um, in the hiring space. So he was kind of like, could you pivot into that and we'll just keep you going? So that's, that's what I did. And um, that was also an exciting time. And I was really grateful to be able to kind <laughs> of explore these different areas. Uh, but uh, <laughs> 
between the pandemic and just like the low mental health of everybody and I really didn't leave the house for like a whole year and it was just a rough time it was that driving force that kind of was like hey you know what you've been in the marketing corporate game for a while um you are really down on yourself because you don't really do a lot of that video stuff or any of the creative stuff that you used to do and yeah honestly my mental health was like really suffering at that time it's so funny when like you think back now like that everything's kind of settled a little bit more and we're kind of living a bit more of a normal existence it's kind of weird to catapult yourself back into that time when you were like everyone was so stressed everything was so like heightened burnout was rampant yeah it's just like strange to put yourself in those shoes it is it's, i, I feel like, like i'm blocking it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> A strategy that's definitely one right <laughs> yeah so you were you were there you were working from home you were burnt out and like when did you make the decision like okay this something has to change yeah so kind of looking back at it it was the first few months of work from home life that kind of felt like paradise where it was like I didn't have my commute anymore I didn't have anybody looking over at my desk while I'm working I felt a lot more freedom I guess to like have a little bit more balance in my life. Um, but at the same time, the first couple months, or at least the first few weeks, um, there wasn't really any balance because we were a hiring software that was looking at a pandemic that was causing everybody to work from home. So we actually developed a technology for like video, like the one way hmm. video interviewing thing, which um, I, people are more familiar with now, but at the time was really a new concept. Um, mm -hmm. And also my job putting together webinars, uh, there was a huge demand for webinars. Mm -hmm. uh, within like the first week of the pandemic, we, I made a webinar with like the top um, like heads of talent at companies that were already remote, like Stack Overflow. And that was like the biggest webinar we had ever seen. We had like 5,000 people register and like over 2,000 people wow. attend. So it was just like, it was like, go, go, go. It was very exciting. We felt like we were doing something good and then everything crashed. Mm. <laughs> and our bosses were like, you guys have been doing so great. Here's like an extra day off. And it's like, that's not gonna fix the problem. Um, no. Yeah. So very quickly, I think things got a little bit unbalanced where, like you said, we weren't seeing anybody. You couldn't go hang out with your friends. Like truly, I feel like I have flocked this time out because I'm thinking back like, oh, wow. Yeah, that happened. Um, <laughs> couldn't couldn't see your friends. We were actually living in Boston at the time and uh, we were living in this tiny, tiny apartment that we only got it because it was affordable and um we were like, we are never home. Neither of us were. Zach worked for the city. He took every single overtime shift he possibly could just because he was like, I'm young. I'm going to bank the money. And I worked in this like tech industry where you work really late and are out a lot. Mm. Um, and I was running events. So it's like, I'm almost never home. But once we were home all the time, we were like, this isn't functional. So we were able to get out of that lease. We actually moved into a... Um, like an income property that Zach had. So we were able to move back into that. Um, and then it was just like, oh, my Boston youth of like living in the city with all my friends and, you know, this time of my life is over. And now I just kind of stay inside all day long. My exciting moments are going to a grocery store with my mask on and talking to the cash register, ca cashier for like five minutes. And it's like, yeah. that's, that's my life now. So things started getting bad. Like... <laughs> Mental health wise, um, both my yeah. boyfriend and I were struggling to just kind of deal with like what life was going to look like going forward and kind of just totally. the stressors of everything going on. We were trying therapy, we were trying to go for like more nature walks, but we just felt super stuck. And mm. also in the fact that like we are, Zach turned 30 while we're on the road, I'm turning 27 this weekend. And it's mm. like, we have we have to figure out like what we're going to do with our lives. It's like all our friends are having babies or um, kind of settling down. And we knew that that's not what we want to be doing, at least right now. So we're throwing ideas around of, do we want to go on a long through hike? Like, do we want to do the Appalachian Trail? Do we want to go backpack Europe? Like we, we, we were just dreaming and it truly just felt like a fantasy, but it became all we could talk about. Like all we could talk about 
we would talk about it over dinner on our afternoon walks. It was just completely taking over our lives and it, but it felt like it would never happen until finally we randomly came across a listing for this RV at a very reasonable price. And my boyfriend was like, should I go out there and look at it? And I was like, no, (laughs) wait, yes. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. And that's how it started, just basically saw the listing. And when you got there, you yeah. were you like, uh, maybe? Or you are just like, yeah, let's do it. It was a yes. It was a <laughs> total yes. It was like, Zach ended up flying out to Oregon, which is all the way across the country. And he saw it just to make sure there was nothing crazy different about it than the listing said. And it was, yeah. it was exactly like it was. And we were like, this is it. Like, this is, we we have to get it and and we have to do it. And our first goal was, it was going to be like 18 months down the road. We were going to keep saving. Um, I was like trying to get a promotion at work and also like waiting on a bonus and all this kind of stuff. So we were like, let's do it in the future. Um, and then we got the Galaxy, the RV uh, in. We shipped it across the States. And I think it wasn't until July. We had got it in April. It wasn't until July that we finally went for our first trip. So we like took like a week off of work. We went on a trip up north to like northern New Hampshire and Maine and that thing. And it was the happiest and most peaceful we had been (laughs) since the pandemic started. And it was like, we both knew like, we have to do this as soon as possible. So we put our house in the market. um, We started renovating it. And within three months, we were on the road. (laughs) Yeah. Three months. It was insane. (laughs) If anybody is listening, wants to do van life, never never give yourself three months always give yourself a year it's way too much <laughs> yeah i mean i can't speak because we did exactly the same thing over like similar we weren't in a position to own our own house but we were mm. renting and yeah our lease was up in january and we were like yeah same thing constantly talking about it, constantly talking about it and finally a van came up that we were like i guess we should do it and I think this was december like just before christmas we bought it and then so we were like week there's no point paying stupid sydney rent while we're like when we could be living in this van and so yeah we gave ourselves a month to get like basically wow. built we didn't yep. finish no, not at all it was, it was oh, half no. built when we so we lived in it like literally like a shell oh no my kitchen gosh. no nothing for oh like a gosh. month and then we did another month of building wow it off. the yeah, things I wouldn't the reckon, things you do wouldn't recommend <laughs> 12 hour days i'm pretty sure yes done. so yes. yeah oh we did the same thing i it's like yeah. i it was like i gave up a part of, of years of my life i'm sure i lost years of my life from that experience <laughs> but just to get on the road but then have you gained them back since we're <laughs> honestly <laughs> even that's that's a really good point so i think so, I think so yeah. too okay and so how long have you been on the road now since that point since you moved on after let's months? see at the end of this month it should be nine months total which is yeah cool crazy it flies by wild i know for yourself you had kind of said to yourself i'm gonna work not work for a year yeah obviously you were so burnt out um what like i think i have a note here actually i love this line so i'm quoting you on this you like it takes the right amount of crazy and privilege to quit your job and travel and take a year off so true Um, i love (laughs) it's so true so true um i just like would love to hear from what has it actually been like because it's in one in theory to be like i quit my job and like not work for a year versus like actually living it like what was that like for you absolutely yeah and it's so true the right amount of crazy and privilege because (laughs) it's like there the idea of quitting your job is just crazy because especially it's from my earliest days of starting to work a job it's like you never quit a job without another one lined up because that's a very scary thing to do, especially like now with this economy, it's like, you know, I, I hope that if in worst case scenario, I could get a job and work remotely and that kind of thing, but it, it, it's scary. I'm running a risk. Luckily I have a really awesome support system that I can fall back on. Um, so those people in my life were really amazing and gave me the courage to kind of like go out on the limb. Um, and mm. And, you know, I could have continued working remotely from my company. They probably would have even let me go part-time working remotely. Um, but mm. there was a big part of me that I think, like, you know, you start working as a teenager and that's your entire life. And 
I kind of forgot what it was like to be at peace. And I do not think that you have to quit your job to find a level of peace in your life. That is not the case at all. Um, I just felt like for me, I was in such a place of almost like duress that I had to do it. So kind of like going through the last eight months or so, the first like three months on the road, like not waking up to my alarm, not waking up to having nine meetings on my calendar, 17 projects do. And honestly, another thing about kind of the job I was working at is there were fires to put out all the time to the point mm. that I was having work nightmares every single oh, night. Gosh. It was like, I wasn't dreaming. I was only having work nightmares. Oh, and yeah, it's like the level of anxiety <laughs> was right. Exactly. And it's like, unfortunately, I, so many people can relate to this. It's like, I would wake up and instead of feeling excited about being alive or about the day in front of me or any sort of opportunities in my life, I would immediately feel dread. Dread to have to go sit on my freaking computer and deal with whatever the day was giving me. I was just in a, in a rough place. And um, yeah, so the first few months on the road, it was like a vacation. It was like, Every day was beautiful. I spent every day in nature. I read every single day. I gave myself nothing to do. I wasn't really even posting on TikTok yet. It's just like my days were filled with nothing but just being alive. Um, but very quickly, it's weird just being alive. Uh, as human beings, I think a lot of us like want purpose in life. It doesn't have to be like to the point of um, the story that brought us together of, you know, how work doesn't have to define you but still there's I think a weird sense of like purpose that we all want and like mm. it, it tends to come from a place of like wanting to connect with other people or whatever um so that's where I started kind of itching and starting like creating on social media more and also from the perspective of like there's a piece of me that I feel like I let down when I decided not to go into the film industry or go study creatively or anything like that. And I wanted to kind of make that up to myself and work on those skills again in this new world of TikTok and Instagram and reels and all this funny stuff. Yeah. Um, so that became sort of like not my work because I don't really make a ton of money from it even to this day, but still it's, it's something that I can produce and it does relate back to my skill set um, someday if I go back into marketing. Um, but yeah, the reality is, is I live on a really tight budget, really tight budget. Like I'm in a motel right now and that's something that it's like, okay, that's, you know, it's taking from our extra, our, our rainy day fund that we don't really budget for. Um, mm. And definitely a bit more stressing about your future and what I'm doing next and you know, what my next uh, hustle is going to be or project or whatever. Um, but I will say I've found something since I left my job where I was so caught up in the just rush of being in corporate and being stressed out and making your job your entire life. Like I was so caught up in that. Like I, I think I used to think that my job wasn't my identity or my entire life. I was like, Oh no, I'm different, but it totally was like, it's all I thought about. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all my life was for. Um, yeah. And I, I think the perspective that I've got since leaving that is that I will always have to work. There's always going to be a way that I'm going to make money, but at least being able to see that life is so much more and life doesn't have to be 40 full hours of work every week. That is insane to me. I, I think that's way too much. Um, but to know the value of, I may never be like the rich person that I used to dream of when I watched people in my life lose a lot and it made me scared and I wanted to like have all this money and a huge house and mm. I will probably never be that. But I, my, my new goal, my new dream is to always be comfortable enough to live minimally, live comfortably and live simply like, mm. and find work that, you know, work is always going to be work. It's not always going to be our hobbies or the things that make us super happy. It's going to be taking some of those skills that we can, you know, you write, I'm sure you write a lot of stuff that's really important to you and stuff that makes your soul happy, but you take some of those skills and you do that for stuff that it feels like work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's all about finding balance. Totally. 
towards I'm just so engrossed in your story um <laughs> I've very much related to your like this idea of like I'm so burnt out I need it I need a break not just like oh it'd be nice to have a bakery I physically need a break yeah. um and I've found myself very much caught in this cycle of I'm really good at quitting my jobs um <laughs> so <Yeah>. I will <laughs> mostly mostly because I'm I've been a seasonal worker most of my life like I've worked nannying and that's been like oh I need you for the summer for my kids mm, while they're yeah. off school or I'm a ski instructor seasonal so I'm really good at like ending a job and then being like I don't have to get another one right now right, right. <laughs> um and so I think there's part of that and then I also because of those like breaks and like because it's so intense the work while I'm doing it I like very much need the rest time yes but, yeah I, I've just done again very similar this contract of a six-month contract of just such intensity that I'm now like I've just come off the back of that and I just said to Jake the other day I was like I don't think I can really ever commit to full-time work again because I can't keep putting myself in the cycle of burnout to rest oh so I need true. to figure out right and it's it's very much like what I want to talk to you today about is like this idea that we we as you're saying like we want to have value we want to create value in the world we want our life to have meaning and a lot of people have been ingrained it has been ingrained into us that our work is our meaning that is the value we bring to the world and I think that's actually brings me perfectly into the next question um about what your boss said to you there was a video that was that started this whole thing um I would love if you could share the story yes to hear yeah, this this was very early on when I started working at Workable, and I'm really glad that he said this because it gave me a better understanding on Greek culture because I was working with so many Greeks, but also just kind of, I think it planted a seed that has definitely affected my life, but he said, so he's like this, he's probably like 50-ish uh, Greek man, um, and he was very high up at the company, so as like a 21-year-old at the time. Um, I was pretty nervous, but we were on this work trip together and I'm trying to like play it cool and all that kind of stuff. Um, and he was so nice and, uh, started like sharing a bit about Greek culture because I'm going to be working with all these people and going to Greece someday and also giving me perspective on America. Because again, these are some of the earliest days of me leaving the country and, you know, you grow up in a country where literally, literally when I, I was just telling my boyfriend, how funny is it that in elementary school, we're like made to sing all these stories about proud to be American and all these crazy things. And it's like, you leave the country and everyone's like, you're hilarious that you Americans have so much pride and we're watching you crash and burn. <laughs> um, but like kind of going off of that perspective, he oh said, my goodness. he said, you want to know the biggest difference between Americans and Greeks and like my immediate answer was your food because so far that's all I could hear Greek people talking about. Like even (laughs) a trip that I had done before this, we had some Greeks come over to Las Vegas and they ordered like fresh orange juice at a restaurant. And they were like, no, (laughs) like they have such fresh, like delicious, Mm. like quality food. And we do not have that here. Um, But he was like, no, that's not it. Although it might be true. Um, (laughs) The answer is actually that if I ask you, like, what do you do in life? You'll say, like, I'm in marketing, like, I'm a marketing manager or whatever my title was at the time. But if you ask a Greek, what do what do we do in life? We'll say, well, I'm a grandfather and I'm a gardener and I love to read books or like I'm I'm also a writer, like these things that have like true purpose. And that doesn't mean that. Greeks are not hardworking people. They really are. And they bring so much to their job, but they have this recognition. I don't know if it's like the Mediterranean culture or what it is, but they just have this recognition that there is so much more to life, like so much more. Um, And I really loved that because I had never once in my life questioned the fact that what I do in life wouldn't be my job. It had never come to my mind ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. When you say that, it's just like chills everywhere. I'm just like, it's wild to me that we have this very capitalistic mindset of like, your work is your life. And I think that's what we're seeing this huge, big, like influx of people who have just survived the pandemic, who've gone through that mega experience. Like 
it's actually something I want to talk to you about after this. I'll get back to that. Yeah. But like, not many people have those like big life changing moments um, where they like have to really reassess what is important. And I know that you have, you and Zach um, have had that earlier. Yeah. Um, but not, not everyone has that moment to like really sit back and think like, um, like I lost my mom when I was seven. And so like from a very early age, Oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a hot minute. Um, <laughs> I lost her so young that I always had this lens that I looked at life. Like this, this thing is not a joke. Like why not? This is not uh what's the word? What is it? No. Yeah. That's dress rehearsal. This is yes. not dress rehearsal. This is the real thing. Like there's no fit messing around. Like you only get one shot at this. And, um, I think that's what this whole pandemic has given everyone. And that's why we have the giant, everyone quitting. And, so true. Right. And, um, it's just really interesting now, like people in van life, whether it's, yeah, sorry, whether it's full-time travel or van life, whatever that looks like, it's just like people are having to discover who they are outside of work. And I just, when I saw that video, it like really struck home from like, who am I outside of work? What am I? Because yes, I think though. I had the exact same, the exact same like reaction when I moved on the road. I same thing decided not to work. Um, as I said, I'm in a habit of quitting jobs and <laughs> um, taking right. breaks since I was in a break time. And um, yeah. And like, it was different this time. Like I was like, who am I? Like, what am I without work? Cause I knew that I wanted to travel more continuously. And yeah, it's just, it's a wild time. I'm rambling. It's no, I, an important topic. I love what, what you just said about who am I? Because it's like that conversation I had with him has really affected me, but I don't even think I've really like made that connection that since I left my job, definitely one of the weird things I've experienced on the road, having left my job and I think my community is I am going through a weird identity crisis, like a very weird identity crisis of like, who am I? Am I an interesting, like, am I an interesting person? Like, who am I when I don't see my reflection in others or my importance in my work and something that is tangible? Like, like what, what is even, I don't know, like what is even happening? I, it's a very weird feeling that I struggle with, especially like making TikToks where I, like, I see all these, I'm like on this side of TikTok that's like helping you be a better creator. And people are always like, it's you, yeah. it's all you have to be is you because that's what makes you interesting. And I'm like, but who am I though? <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. know. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny too, as well. Like, obviously, I don't know if you feel like this with your TikToks um, or just like creating video content. Um, but, you know, like, as you were saying, like, the Greeks, like, oh, I'm a writer. I have like literally struggled with saying I'm a I have literally written my entire life love it but I um kind of a long story I guess kind of related to my mom but I missed a bunch of school when I was little because my mom was so sick and so I just didn't get the schooling and so I was terrible at spelling I was terrible at grammar because I didn't miss it and I just always had a complex of like ah oh, well I don't know those things therefore I can't write Guys, turns out there's this thing called Grammarly. Um, right. It's amazing. It kind of solves your problems. <laughs> right. Um, I and I very recently listened to like um, I'm, what was I think it was an interview with Margaret Atwood, and um, she same thing was just like, uh, I like always I never knew how to spell like that's for other people to do. <laughs> she I love, I love that. that. And yeah, and so anyway, it's just like this idea of like oh you you can take ownership of this thing that you feel so much joy in without it having to make you money. Like it's okay if it doesn't make you money. Right. I just think it's such a funny concept and if it does amazing. And it's this, yeah, there's this kind of intertwined joy of wanting the thing you love to make you money. Yes. Um, always. But yeah, but for you, I guess like, cause you are creating this space and this kind of moves toward what we're moving toward. Um, obviously like you have left your job and, um, do you see yourself wanting to create full time? Is that kind of the goal to monetize through creation? Yeah, that's totally the goal. But I think it's yeah. like, it's everything you have to learn along the way where like you've been a writer your whole life and you have those skills. And even though like, believe me, I feel the most imposter syndrome and it is impossible to stop myself from comparing myself to others. It is like, 
probably one of my biggest downfalls, especially in a, a space like social media or writing where it's so easy to compare your skills, like word by word, video by video, follower count by follower count to somebody else. Um, you can get so down on yourself and feel really discouraged mm. from feeling confident enough to take your skills to the next level or even work on them as a hobby, like allow yourself mm -hmm. to do that. Um, I think the biggest thing that I'm taking from this where I, my goal is still to continue living off of my savings until the end of this year while I am making like a little bit of income from like TikTok and creation right now. My goal is to figure out, you know, a way to have an income that comes from creating in this way that doesn't come from event management or running webinars or having a million meetings a day. I, I, all that stuff will come with the territory of this is marketing in a way always. Um, but having a way, whether it's like starting a podcast and having that be a side income someday, or, you know, continuing creating on TikTok, having that be a side income, and then maybe also like consulting with businesses, mm. but continuing kind of like exploring this creative side of marketing is something that is really important to me, but it is, it's like, now that I don't have the security of a nine to five job where I know I'll get promotions, I know that the pay will always come. It is this whole other realm of, I have given up that security for something else. I've got a lot in place of it. Um, but, but that is the goal is to, I, I really don't ever want to work a full nine to five job that expects more from me than a nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, I guess um, my question in amongst my chaotic thoughts just before it was like, obviously, you know, we, we feel like, oh, I am a writer. I am a creator. And you want in, in part to be able to do those things irrespective of money. Like you want to bring, as you say, like develop your skills, just enjoy it for the joy of it. And like, yeah, like the Greeks say, like be able to do it and have that be who you are, even though it's not the thing that makes right. you money. Um, and I guess for you, like, cause you are in this like really cool space, which I very much admire, by the way, I think it's so hard to share in the moment as you're going through something. Um, it's yeah, something that I very much struggle with. I'm like, I'm going to oh, go same. hide while I'm processing and then come back. Same. But um, yeah, I guess for you, are you planning like, if you need to like go and get some work, you'll do it, but like keep pursuing the passion. I mean, I don't know that you need to. That's You're a phenomenal creator, but. Oh, thank you so much. Curious. That is totally it though. It's, yeah. it's been so nice that like the fact that we have social media, not from like me being a creative standpoint, but from me being a viewer where mm. I've learned so much from this community of people who, whether they're traveling full-time or like homesteading or traveling part-time, there's a lot of options to find this balance in your life. Um, one of the things that we want to do this winter is get Starlink so that we have satellite Wi-Fi and go down to Baja, Mexico for the winter, where I don't think we will be like moving around as much, but mm -hmm. we will be stationary with Wi-Fi. Um, and yeah, cool. when we get to that point, I think that it will either be that I start consulting and kind of building that side of things, or I will try to get a contract and whether it's doing email marketing or webinars, whatever it is, it's like kind of the ver very similar aspect of what you're doing, where you do take some time of your life to hustle. Hopefully I can bring the values that I've learned over the past mm. eight months with me and not let myself get to the point of where I was in my last nine to five. Um, and then Zach, my boyfriend, so he worked for, um, it was actually like, it's called Eversource. It's this uh, electrical company out in New England that they're basically a monopoly for everybody. And he was a power service electrician for them. So it is a tough job. Like you have to work with your hands a lot and lots of overtime and all this stuff. But even out West, it's like, no matter what, they all kind of work in the same way on the same electrical equipment that keeps all the stuff running, whatever. And there's actually a demand for like seasonal workers or even contract workers because mm. they're pretty short staffed. So Zach has toyed with the idea of like, someday he might do six months or even a year of working the way that he was back then, which is a different, I, I don't know if I could do what he, he wants to do, but he wants to do, you know, he does the 40 hours a week and takes every overtime shift like he used to, which that is really hard on you. And it will yeah. require a full year of you slowing down and chilling the heck out yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Um, but that's another option too, where like, 
it doesn't have to be the nine to five, but that could set him up for another couple years of traveling. And he also, he has dreams of like building his own business and he's getting his degree right now. So it's like ways to kind of like find a little bit of sacrifice, but also a little bit of gain to get to where he wants to be. And I think with related, uh, related to that, really curious, like you were saying, like your identity has shifted with relation to this idea of like what you do in life like how do you feel that has changed over these eight months oh big time it's like I used to take a lot of pride in how far I was going in corporate and that I was you know I had a manager title and I was making a certain salary and all the stuff like my mom would brag about me to her friends and I'd like I really wore that as like I am doing life right now like I'm doing well in life (laughs) um and the process of like seeing people I worked with or like my peers like they're really kind of going up the corporate ladder beyond a point that I would ever be because I'm not in that realm anymore I'm not not gonna lie that's a weird feeling it makes me feel a little bit insecure about myself and question like am I doing the right thing like they're really moving up in the world and making a lot of money and I'm living out of a vehicle (laughs) in the woods (laughs) oh my god yes yes so funny it's exactly the same thing like I'm here visiting my family I love them so much but it is just the most strange feeling like my two younger cousins um, sorry, basically feel like all of my cousins have just recently had babies, but two of them younger than me, babies, you know, they're doing the thing and, oh, it's just wild. I sit yeah. there and I'm like, yep, yeah, cool. I live in a car, but that's right. cool. Right. And I'm about to move overseas with not really sure what's happening beyond six months, but like, that's cool. And <laughs> right, I, right. I think it's honestly, it's a big part of the reason I started this podcast and I have had some very much like second guessing moments of like the more podcasts exist the more podcasts that grow and happen I'm like what am I doing like I started this because a year and a half ago when I did first start there wasn't many like it and I did it because I wanted to have those examples for people like me when I was younger to have examples of other people who are doing life differently to this narrative that we were told is the right way to do it and I think even us like the more people I speak to in this lifestyle that we all feel the same. We were like, are we doing this right? Like I still feel really weird, but I think it's this um, commitment to go like that, that path is the easy path or not even the easy path. It's like, that is the right path for them. If that felt easy for them and fluid for them, that's the right path for them. What feels easy and natural and fluid for us. Isn't that, and you have to like be consistent enough to like, almost like fight the grain to like because it's so like easy just to go along with what everyone else is doing yes and so yeah I think that's one reason I come back to this podcast every time because hearing these stories like you sharing that story like it reignites my spark for me to be like oh yeah absolutely I need to be continuing my thing because more people in I don't know we just need to hear that we're all kind of flailing (laughs) right yeah we're not crazy we're not failing (laughs) and I love that because it's hard like to your point like I get comments all the time in my videos which are like why do you think van life is the right way for everyone stop trying to force on everyone I'm like I'm not I am just trying to show you that this is an option and I also am trying to show you that it's not perfect the same way that my life when I lived in a house wasn't perfect but it is an option for you if you're struggling and you feel like you're alone. Cause I didn't, I didn't have anybody I knew in real life who had ever done this, but I was lucky enough to kind of, you know, live in a time where social media was taking off and people were starting to share different ways of living. And, you know, it's, I, I think that we get like the van life reality thing and everything like that. Cause some of the earlier videos and accounts were like all the beautiful travel and that's the kind of like Instagram thing that hit home. Totally. But it really is like the raw stuff, the full aspect of like, there's down moments, there's up moments. And, you know, also there's like, there's deeper things. There's deeper meaning to why we're living this life and why, you know, people say like, oh, you're homeless. It's like, that's okay. I don't need, I don't need a house. And, and that's okay. Like society 
can look down on me, but I know that there's other people mm. out there who get it. Like, I know there's other people out there who see like the beauty in this lifestyle and see that this is like success, even though it's not traditional success, like your people are out there. And I've, I've been lucky enough to meet some people like you from TikTok. And it's like, it warms my heart so much because that's when I feel the most energized too, is when I'm like, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. I'm not failing. This is just life. So good. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty much all I had on my questions. I, I mean, there was only one other thing I really wanted to ask you about. Um, I didn't actually ask you ahead of time. So if, it, if you're not comfortable talking about it, oh, no let me know. Um, but I was really curious. I think I had seen a video about you and Zach and Zach had cancer when he was younger and you guys went through this like really intense scary time together like how old were you like 17 or 16? I was 17 and he was 19 17 yeah that's crazy and I just like was really curious because I, I had said this earlier about like not many people have had these like very intense experiences that like make you question life um yeah obviously like you were more impacted by the idea of like money being important but I was just curious like how that played in for you yeah and like yeah yeah, it's so funny. It's like, it's been, oh my gosh, probably eight years now since that happened. But it's crazy to think back of like how young we were when we were going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the time, it was just really, it was really scary. Um, Zach and I had only been together for like less than a year at that time. Yeah. And people have always asked, like, how have you guys been together for a decade? Because we started so young. And it's like, honestly, we we had a trauma bond. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's what it is. It's like, from that moment on, we've always been like, whatever else we can get through it, which is honestly, honestly, that's a big reason why we had, we were brave enough to kind of take this leap is because it's like, yeah, one, we had the realization that it's like, holy crap, anything could happen. Any, anything could happen. Like we take our health for granted every single day and I'm so guilty oh, of it too. And so is Zach. It's like, it's so easy when you have your health, you don't worry about a dang thing. You always expect that tomorrow's going to come. You always expect there's going to be another chance to do that thing until there's mm. not a chance. And then, and then it's like going from that experience and, and seeing people in my life who had just retired or were just on the cusp of retiring and had a heart attack or some huge health event that made them not be able to kind of live out their dreams. Um, But yeah, again, like kind of having that experience at the very beginning of van life, we always said we are going to be able to get through this. And we've always been, we've been through worse. So even if the worst happened and we had to go respectively move in with our parents or our brothers or our sisters, it's like, we'll get through it. We'll find a job. We'll get through the shitty times and we'll come out on the other side. Yeah. Well, I mean, other than that, I would just love to wrap up and ask if you have any final piece of advice, something that you wish that you had known when you started, um, for someone who is either about to take a big scary leap, who wants to like quit their job or wants to redefine themselves outside of their job. Yeah. Any wisdom? I think probably the best thing that I could say that I would have loved to have a better understanding on, and I still have to remind myself all the time, is that we are all failing. We are all just trying to figure things out. None of us are doing any better than anybody else. Like, it's a lot of luck. It's a lot of privilege. It's a lot of all this stuff where I just feel like us, a lot of us as humans, like I'm sure there's people out there who have all the confidence in the world, but... I can get so hard on myself that I am failing compared to everybody else and that, you know, I just don't have the confidence and it, that's been something big that has always held me back in life. And I'm glad that I found pieces of it to get me to where I am today. Um, but Mm. that's probably the biggest reminder I'd love for people to know is like everybody else's life looks great when you're not working in corporate or when you're working the most amazing corporate job or whatever. It's like, we're all failing nothing's perfect we're all just trying our best here and um all you can do is experiment with your life and find things in a safe way to to see what you like and what your life path is going to be but none of us none of us are perfect <laughs> <laughs> thank god thank god, god yeah, seriously. <laughs> 
Yeah, cool. Well, it was such. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad we finally got to chat. By the way, I am um, too. And yeah, other than that, I will let you go and have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much, and have a good uh, trip into the city. And thank you so much for making this time for me. guys that is it for today i hope you enjoyed this episode as always if you have enjoyed this episode please leave us a review let us know what you thought um if you don't have access to that um just leave us a rating that helps too it helps us get seen by other like-minded travelers and people who want to be thriving in their lifestyle whatever it looks like on the road um And guys, I have also been mentioning, we have recently launched a Road to Thriving podcast page on Instagram. If you want to come hang out, meet the community, get notified of episodes before they drop, uh, come say hi and yeah, jump into the DMs, ask me any questions, always happy to chat. Alrighty guys, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye.